G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Well, the first thing I want you to notice is this is not a politically correct passage. Now, you do realize that I don't care, and neither should you. Hello and welcome to Today with Jeff Vines. Today we'll continue Pastor Jeff's message, Capturing a Man's Heart. He speaks about the things men need from their wives and shares his thoughts on that verse, all about submitting to our husbands. If you're going to go into marriage with your eyes wide open, you've got to understand what the Bible teaches you about your man. Now, at times of the sermon, you're going to say, wait a minute, okay, I got it, but what about me? Well, that was last week. And you say, okay, maybe I ought to think about these things. This is Today with Jeff Bynes, Capturing a Man's Heart. But now we're living in a time when we are trying, let's call it this, it's the feminization of the American male, where guys have to feel guilty that they're strong and that they're men. I'll have men come up into my office or I'll meet with them for coffee and they'll say, man, Jeff, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be anymore. I say, what do you mean? He goes, well... I'm a man. I want to be strong. I want to go out there. I want to make a difference. But at the same time, I have my church and everybody else tell me I've got to be humble like Jesus. Well, which is it? And there's a confusion here because humility is not the antithesis to power. Jesus, yes, is the savior of the world and little kids can come and sit on his knee. But I'll tell you something else he is. He's a warrior. He's the rider on the white horse with a sword in his hand with a name written above all names and he goes out to conquer. So a real man has the power, and he goes out to rule and subdue and to make a difference in the world. But in cases where it calls for humility, he's able to do that too. It's not the absence of power. It's the suppression of it for a greater cause. And so you have men wondering. I had a guy say to me, you know, Jeff, my wife wants me to have an emotional connection to her. I don't even know what that is. (laughs) And that's okay. That's okay. That's all right. It's okay to be a man. It's okay to move out into your world. You should not apologize. I have guys in my office wanting to apologize for defending our country. What? I say thank you for being a man and going out there and defending our country. But you say, well, wait a minute. What about the women? I told you. We talked about women last week. By the way, thank you too. Right now we're talking about guys. Your environment, your husband's environment. It's been cursed and he's been wired to leave. But here's the most difficult part of that. And this is where you come in, ladies. Your husband's helper has been tainted. Now, I was hard on the guys last week. Let me be hard on you. In verse 16, to the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth. Yep, that's become a reality. (laughs) In pain, you will bring four children. Yet your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. Wait a minute. Well, how's that a curse? How is it a curse that all of a sudden your desire would be for your husband? Well, you have to understand this Hebrew word. The Hebrew word means to rule over or overthrow. Let me show you another place it's used just a couple of chapters later in Genesis 4 verse 6. Same word. 
Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry and why is your countenance fallen? If you do well, will not your countenance be lifted up? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at your door and its desire is for you, but you must master it. Cain, sin desires to overthrow you. Sin desires to conquer you. Sin desires to master you. And the point with your guys is, not only have they been wired to lead and not only is their environment cursed, but now the person that's supposed to be their helper is going to hit a phase and a time in their lives when their greatest temptation is to desire their husband in the way to overthrow, to conquer, to master, and dethrone them. So now your helper's not always going to be 100% on your side. And sometimes they're going to remind you of how often you're wrong and how that they're always right. Ladies, in you is a desire manifested in different ways, in different extremes, to overthrow your husband. And you have to admit it. You see, it's not that these are the only two things that Paul could have talked about. It's led by the power of the Spirit. He talked about the two things that men and women have the most difficult time doing. To a man, he has the most difficult time of loving his wife unconditionally. See, women have no trouble with unconditional love. They do it all the time. That's why they make great moms. They love people. That's why they lead ministries like Nurses for Christ. They have no trouble. It's wired in them. It's a maternal instinct. They love unconditionally. The thing they have problems with, though, is submitting. And so Paul talks about this one issue because... He knows this is the thing with which they're going to struggle. And if you're not careful, women, somewhere along the line, you cease to be his helper and you start to be his competitor. And here's what I want you to know about men. The relationship or environment where men feel most competent as men to lead, subdue, and rule, that relationship or environment will capture his heart. And if he's not careful, the majority of his time, attention, and affection So every woman has to ask the question, do I want to create an environment in the home that will capture his heart? Now here's where he said, wait a minute, what about my heart? Well, I said, I talked to you last week and I'm assuming, I'm assuming, and I told the guys, it starts with you. So guys, when you start loving your wife as Christ loved the church, that's when your wife is going to be more willing to look at what she's supposed to do by the following things. And here's what we men need from you. I told you last week what your wife needed from you guys. And now on behalf of all men, and yes, I know I'm a guy, so there's a little bit of taintedness going on here. I got that, but I'm trying to give you the word as best I can and 30 years of marriage. Number one, what a man wants from you, if you want to captivate his heart. Now, before I get into this, man, I tell you, there's so many things I... You don't know how hard this is. I'm already getting emails. I mean, I can't win. I just can't win. But can I say to you that uh, adultery doesn't happen because there's an insufficient wife. It happens because there's a greedy, selfish man. And I don't like it when I hear pastors say, well, if you would have given him what he needed at home, he wouldn't have gone out and cheated on you. Baloney. Since when do you give her what she needs at home? This is not a perfect marriage. It's the recapitulation of the gospel where we learn to sacrifice and show mercy and grace and forgiveness. So it is not an excuse. I am not trying to make an excuse for a man if he doesn't get everything he needs or wants at home to go out and have an affair. That's still called sin. It's called adultery. Shame on you. You made a covenant. Keep it. Okay? However, if you do want to captivate his heart, let me help you. Number one, listen to us. 
See, we're not that difficult or complex. Ravi Zacharias says that we tend to listen to people we think have something important to say who are smart, intelligent, and maybe have a different angle on life that we don't have. And he says, all men know that. We want to know that our wives will listen to us, that they will honor us and respect us, that we have something to say about the family, about the children, about the home. We don't want to fight you all the time. We'd like to be honored and respected and to think that you actually listen. Now, let me give you a shocker here. When we men talk to you, we're not looking for input at first, okay? Uh, When we come to you with our struggles, we're not expecting you to solve them, okay? We're expecting you to do two things. One, to acknowledge that we're, we're between a rock and a hard place. We've got a real struggle. And to two, to remind us that we can do it. That's what we want from you. We want you to say, honey... Look, I know I acknowledge you're in a, that's a difficult place, but you know what? I'm going to pray for you, but I know, I know you're trying. You, you go out there, honey. I know you can do this. Man, when a man hears that, he turns into Superman. <laughs> uh, I remember playing high school basketball and uh, we were playing our arch rivals, the Happy Valley Warriors. Why do you, well, I tell you this story because I want to tell you that men are just grown up boys. We don't change a lot. We're not complex. And I remember there was one second left in the game. Our arch rivals at their place, big, big game. There was one second in the game. We're down one. I got two free throws. Before I step up to get the ball from the official on the line, the cheerleaders start their cheer. And they had this cheer that they did back in the 80s. And it went like this. Sink it, Jeff. Sink it. Sink it, Jeff. Sink it. We want another one just like the other one. Ah, sink it. Okay. Now, I remember they started that cheer. And a man always likes to hear his name. Always likes to hear his name. So they're doing that cheer, but I'm just in the earshot of Dina Casita. Now, Dina Casita was the head cheerleader. uh, And God had gifted her in many ways. And every, every, every guy on the basketball team... And just before I stepped up to shoot those free throws, for some reason, I could only hear her voice (laughs) saying my name. Sink it, Jeff. Sink it. Sink it, Jeff. Sink it. We want another one just like the other one. Ah, sink it. And I stepped up to the line. I made both free throws. We won the game. And I turned to look at her as if to thank her. And she gave me this look. What's wrong with you, man? Get away from me. (laughs) It wasn't for me, but I didn't know that. I thought it was. That is the power. Listen, listen. About 10 years ago, we went through this whole thing of love language, and all these men were challenged to learn the love language of their wife and to speak it often. And uh, a lot of us did, okay? And it's amazing how many women fall in the category of quality time, acts of service and gifts of affection. And most men fall in the category of words of affirmation and quality, and, and sorry, words of affirmation and physical touch. So in the last few years, I've had a lot of men come into my office and say, hey, you know what? I remember seven years ago, Pastor Jeff, when you talked about the love language and I bought the book and I read it and I started speaking my wife's love language. But can I ask you something? And this isn't just once, this is many times. 
I'm speaking my wife's love language and she's happy, but she still doesn't seem to know mine or care. This is not just one-sided. If your man takes the time to learn your love language and starts to speak it, get ladies. He's got one too. It's called words of affirmation and physical touch. This is Today with Jeff Vines. We're capturing a man's heart. It's a message about marriage as a reflection of the gospel. And today's word is particularly for women. Let's continue now. What we men want is to know that you hear us and that you know our language. Not only that, we want to know that you will submit to us. Okay, here comes the hard part. Let's go back to Ephesians 5, 22 wives. Submit to your husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Paul says that the church submits to Christ because Christ has already proved himself worthy of submission. And now the church knows that Jesus has their best interest in mind. In the same way, husbands, as you begin to love your wife as Christ loved the church, your wife will trust you to have her best interest in mind and she will start to submit. Now, do you know what this word submit means? It means to create space. What Paul is saying, see, if if you think submission is, hey, woman, get in the kitchen, make me some food. Get those shoes off and have some kids. If, if, if that's your idea of submission, hey, if that's your idea of submission, you're not loving your wife as Christ loved the church and you're not going to get anything out of her. And plus, and plus that's just degrading, dudes. That's just wrong because you're equal in essence. There's a role distinction, but it starts with you guys. And if you start loving her as Christ loved the church, the Bible says she'll be more apt to create space for you to lead because she, she'll follow someone who's actually leading her. Now, some of you will say, well, hold on a minute. I just can't do that because if I, if I just stood back and created space for my husband to lead, nothing would ever get done. Okay, on behalf of all men, I want to say a few things. Number one, you don't know that because you've never created space for more than a few hours. Can you explain to me? Can you explain to me why when I drive my car and I'm alone in the car that I never get lost? Uh, I never miss a turn. And I never come close to an accident. And then Robin gets in the car. And now I miss my turns. I get totally lost. I don't even know where I'm going. I almost have accidents. And let me tell you why that is on behalf of all men. They don't want to say it. I'm going to say it for them. Because when you get in the car, we just go in default mode. We're so used to you telling us every step of the way. We just stop thinking. What's the use? So if you don't tell us on time, we get lost. And then you, then you look at us and say, I don't know how you get anywhere when I'm not in the car. And let me answer that for you. Because you're not in the car. And that's why, that's, why when, that's why when men buy a GPS, they program it as a woman's voice. Because they're just used to that. So you don't know because you've not created space longer than like five seconds. Besides that, submitting is hard for you because you think you're right all the time. If a man is standing in the middle of a forest speaking and there's no woman around to hear him, is he still wrong? Yeah. Did you hear that? A lady just said yes right about before the The Bible, listen, the reason the Bible focuses on loving your wives as Christ loved the church is that, that Paul knew through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that that would be a husband's weakness. He would have a tendency after the marriage to put her on the back burner, go make a name for himself in the marketplace and stop loving her 
as he is called to love her. But he also knew that the temptation of a woman would be to, as soon as there's a little bit of space to jump in, take the reins and start the rule. And your temptation is your own worst enemy. Because men are wired, as soon as you start doing that, they just get quiet and they retreat. And they start to try to find a place that does honor, respect, and will allow them to take the lead. Listen to us if you want to captivate us. Submit to us. Create some space. And yes, I know you're thinking, well, as soon as he starts loving me like Jesus loved the church, I'll create. Hey, stop it. That, you were last week. He's this week. And it, although I'm challenging men to take the first step, maybe, maybe if he's hard-headed, who knows? Start creating a little space and see how he responds. Admire him is the third. We're just little boys that have come, become grown men. And we want to be admired. Uh, Stephen Covey talks about emotional deposits and emotional withdrawals. And most guys spend every day in the workplace and in their lives experiencing emotional withdrawals. When we come home, we need some deposits. And so does the wife. She needs deposits too, but it's last week was wife. This is husband week. You know what we need from you? We need you to tell us that we're handsome. No. Um, Jeff, the Bible says not to lie. I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> we, we, need, we need to know that you think that we're attractive. And the best way for you, uh, if, if, you're, if your guy's just letting himself go, the best way for you to do that is not to remind him of that, but to encourage him what he could be. It's not always going to work. This is not, this is not fail-proof. I'm simply saying that a man wants to know that his woman finds him attractive. The problem is the love language of your guy is physical touch and words of affirmation. And if you don't give him either, he tends to just get quiet and fade in to what is easiest. Admire him. Tell him that he has what it takes to be productive and effective in the world. Be his greatest partner and cheerleader as he is yours. The, the, guys, the reason this is so important is because I'm, I'm 51 years old and I'm going to tell you something. Here's what's going to happen the second half of your life. Okay, I'm finished with the women. Back to the guys because I believe it starts with you guys. So I've said, listen to us, admire us, submit to us. Okay, that's, ladies, that's, that's your talk for the day. But guys, I really believe it starts with you. I really do believe that if you, not all women, but most women, I believe that if you start to love her as Christ loved the church and you're not going to be perfect in it, that I think that you're going to find her creating space for you. But guys, let me tell you why this is important. It's important for your kids because the second half of your life, the most important thing to you is not going to be your money and your houses. It's going to be family. And it's going to be the peace and the joy you experience when they come and sit around the table at Thanksgiving and Christmas and how they want to be involved in your life and how the grandchildren come along and sit on your lap. And if you don't do this well in the early part of your marriage and you don't live your life for your daughter and your son and your husband or wife, then the very thing that you want most is the thing that you're not going to have. Because your children will become angry and bitter that you never gave them the time. Your wife will get to a point where she's just bitter and angry. 
Because you've not loved her as Christ loved the church? I'm just saying, guys, I can't guarantee anything, but I can tell you that the Spirit of God knows what he's talking about, and it starts with you. Love her sacrificially, communicatively, and spiritually. And if you get that right, I think you'll have a woman who's willing to create some space. Because more than anything, a Christ follower wants to be tied to a guy who's following God. It's never going to change. Father, I want to thank you and praise you for your goodness and mercy. I ask for strength in our homes and for our families. I pray for them. And I pray for everyone in the room that comes from a broken family and had to sit through this sermon and think, man, where do I even begin? Well, they begin with grace. (laughs) To receive your grace and mercy and to keep going out, never giving up, just never making the same mistake twice. Of looking for a man or a woman that has something that's growing stronger, not weaker. And I pray for the Christian men in this church to stand up and be counted. And to be the leader in their homes spiritually. To pray with their family. To lead their family in devotions. To let them see him living his life for a purpose greater than himself. For the kingdom of God. Is my prayer in Jesus name. Amen. Thanks for joining us on Today with Jeff Vines. That was the end of his message, Capturing a Man's Heart. This may have raised some questions about your relationship with your spouse. You can listen to this mini-series on Ephesians 5 online by searching for Jeff Vines at our website, vision.org.au. Today with Jeff Vines. Just another way vision is connecting faith to your life. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.